It's birthday, and you know what that means. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe, Moses Marquez. Welcome to Max Wrestling. This is episode 456. And what can we say about last week? Um, we'll take a look back at Survivor Series in a little bit, but promo series, what a show. For um, only the second time, I think, we had three title changes in one night. Three. If I'm not mistaken, every single singles title you see what it did there um, that we have gone complete, moved on a couple of interesting winners mind you um i have we have to say it of all the of all of the um yeah exactly of all <laughs> of the uh, uh, knowledge competitors i think amir is probably the more would be the only more shocking person to have won the knowledge title and then it's not, you know it's not a knock. I'm not knocking. It's just it's one of those things where it's just like okay, you know, you here comes your shot, and then as as I've known from my my personal experiences, here comes a Mark a Mike Larkin, a, a Kenny Killa, uh, a, a determined and hungry beer, or as we see a new freaking phenom in the knowledge realm of DC. Yeah, oh, it's a Teddy P. Teddy P too. Let's um, not forget Teddy P. Well, I mean, the knowledge title is our oldest championship. It's been going like. Seven and a half years. I was going to say almost um, the length of the show. And I never challenged for it before last year, and Kenny whooped my ass last year, so I just thought, fuck it, I'll do it again just for the shits and giggles. Um, oh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. And somehow beat DC. Somehow, some way. Coming up with funky-ass stuff is every single day. But yeah, no, it uh, it was a shock to the world. It was a shock to us. Um, but again, if I if I didn't say it enough, congratulations. In all in all reality, this was not a, this is not an easy feat from the outside looking in. I I assure you, I assure you, it is a lot easier to sit there and be like, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. You see this light right here? You see that? Have that on your face, okay? Pressure time, okay? <laughs> the Pressure time. <laughs> the funny thing is, I've had this TV title now since Mania. And I keep saying I've been trying to give it away. I've been trying to give it to somebody else. I've been waiting for somebody to beat me for it. Now we've got free fucking titles. Now you can... um, La Triple Champion. That's out. There it is. Um, Beautifully put, mind you. I mean, to be honest, Cypher did all the most. Well, I mean, I, I tied with you and Moses in the tag titles. And then Cypher came in. And he only needed one right. And he, I think he got a full house. Yeah, Maybe nine see, that's another guy. That's another sleeper right there. See, and this is where um, I'm willing to be the humble person. That, because in reality, dude, like this is this is what it is. It's about elevation of everybody. We've seen where everybody's gone. We've all started in the knowledge. You know what I mean? That's like the IC title of our of our of our realm, if you will. You know what I mean? That's the workers belt. You got to earn that oh, motherfucker. Yeah. You really, really got to earn that motherfucker. And then we brought in the TV title to help motherfuckers shine. You know, and that's another that one. And but again, it's hard to win it. It's not just some. Let me show up. Let me put the fucking microphone in front of my face. Cut how I feel. Walk away. Easy money. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. I, I feel like I've kind of been on a John Cena U.S. title run with the TV title. Like I shouldn't have it, but everybody I've faced has had a platform to elevate themselves. And not only that, it's always been like the, 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 oh yeah, ex exactly. No, you put it beautifully. I was like, yeah, no, the, the platform to elevate themselves. Everybody's come in and it's been the Sami Zayn. It's been the, the Tyler Breezes. It's been those NXT guys going up against John, like, oh, the NXT guy's totally going to win it. What the fuck was that? And why was it so good? That's not supposed to happen. That's John Cena. Yeah. Um, and as for Chris, um, 
coming showing up a promo series going he wants a rematch we'll address that in a little bit but before we do move on finally the world title um oh, yeah. has has finally changed hands i mean you had that since promo mania too and what a moment for cypher yeah dude he's uh again being being transparent here and talking as a as a as a friend he deserves this Cypher has been um, as as we've and I've said this about everybody coming up. I've said you know about myself, about Trav, about you know everybody in between. The reality is, is the work that it takes for us to get to where we're at in this realm of ours. It takes a lot. It takes time. It takes real effort, and it takes it takes preparation and losing to learn how to get better. You know what I mean? Like I said, there's there's competitors galore. You know there was a there was a time when Trav was untouchable. There was a time when there was a demoness running around, literally stealing souls and tongues. She wanted no gold. She wanted your tongue. You know what I mean? There was a time where the kingpin literally showed up on camera and it was over. It's, 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 everything here is, is, it's hard fought is, and and is meant to be worthwhile. So congrats to Corey, but. With that being said, the competitor comes back out. The bullseye's on your ass, baby. It's on your ass. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Trav, how about that cameo? Oh, that was unexpected. Um, I made a call. I love the man. Gave him the Dragon King title, represented by the Smoking Skull title, but shush, copyright. Um, and he put, that's the title he presented to Cipher. So it's kind of like a passing the torch from all of us, I think. Um. But yeah, hell of a night. Um, titles have changed hands, and it it looks like. Well, I mean, the tagline for the Rumble is "New Horizons," and that's exactly what it looks like for us. New so, uh, anybody else that wants to get involved that hasn't had a title before, come along. I was just gonna say the same thing. This is the perfect time now. About now, about this time of the year is the perfect time to get involved and get into the whole Max Wrestling game. Besides being one of those fantastic subscribers, which you should do right here on the YouTube.com forward slash Max Wrestling, and of course follow us on all of our lovely podcast platforms: Spotify, SoundCloud, I think Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. If you're crazy for all your Max Wrestling needs, and of course head over to the beautifully done website MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com for all of this. And all the cool links, plus, you know what? Some title history. Go learn you some stuff. Damn right. Um, so I'm gonna say real quick from I can finally say this now, from one knowledge champion to another former knowledge champion. Happy birthday to Kenny Keller, one of the greatest knowledge champions of all time today. Oh, Jesus. Um, but we do have another birthday today, Uh-oh. which is the demoness spawn that is Rafe. Rafe, happy birthday, big dude. Not just any birthday, 15. Oh, no. I remember when he was a little kid showing up on Max Wrestling. Right? In the promos. He's, he's uh, 15. He's um, 15. You know what year it was when I was 15? 2005. I think God, Here man. Comes the Pain had been out like a year or before um, <laughs> since then. Maybe it was Shut Your Mouth. I was like, fuck, was I that old? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But no, dude. Um, happy birthday to Rafe. Uh, happy birthday to Kenny Killer. Uh, and again, enjoy your days. I do know, I do know that uh, that Wraith has a sweet, and I am so jealous of this birthday present, a sweet present coming up. He gets <laughs> to go watch the Hammers take on the Wolves. I'm so Whoa. fucking jealous. I'm so jealous. Well, mine's not quite that extravagant. 
against, but uh, I do get to celebrate on Tuesday by being a triple champion. So I'll take that. There it is. Triple champ plus <laughs> top dad in the UK. Let's go with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that title, too. Let's go. Um, so a little different this week. Um, we're not exactly recapping the Facebook group. Um, I mean, I, we were going to introduce two new segments, but I kind of forgot to plug it. But it would have been pointless this week anyway, because it would have all been the same topic. Um, so I was going to ask yeah. everybody to sound off on what you liked about the past week in wrestling and what you didn't like. That would have been pointless because this past week, either way, it would have been CM Punk. No matter which side of the coin you're on. So um, we'll get into that in a, in a second. If you're not part of the Max Wrestling Facebook group, come and join the conversation now. Everybody is welcome. Just don't try to sell us comfy sandals or post any porn. That's come all we on. ask. Come on. Um, all right. So there are two new segments. I'm going to give you the titles anyway because I did the graphics and they're pretty cool. So we're going to ask you to, one, bring your cheap heat. And two, tell us what was awesome. Like I said, no matter which side of the coin you're on, either way, the topic would be CM Punk. Some, it's obviously, he obviously he always divides the fandom. Some enjoy it, some don't. Um, yeah, as you can tell from me, I'm kind of happy about it. I, I mean, I'll admit, I've, I've admitted he's made plenty of mistakes. <laughs> but I, yeah. I still think it was a cool moment after nine years to walk back into WWE, no matter what his reasons Ten. were. Ten. No, but I, I, in, 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 let's, let's be professional here. I'm not the biggest fan of the cat. I understand the whole gimmick. I can go back and forth. But the reality is, is yeah, 10 years later, the unthinkable happened. The Bret Hart move, you know what I mean? The, the, whatever other fucking, you know, the warrior has come back to the E, you know. Now, what they do with him is up to them, good for them, on them. I don't, it's, it's whatever. We had a funny feeling it was going to happen. The, the feeling goes down. It is what it is. You know what I mean? We, I personally could be, I could kick the dirt. And I could be mad and scream and punch at the air and just, oh, get the answer. Who cares? Who cares? Because, you know, I could be that narcissistic fan. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Motherfucking guy's going to get hurt in a week anyway. Oh, it doesn't matter. He's going to be off TV in two months anyway. Or I could be like, okay. It's this is, welcome back to the good old days of wrestling. And I think I've said this before when the whole moving around of cats was happening. Yeah. We're back in the WWF WCW days. You don't know who's going to show up where. One bunch of roster cuts could end up in WW or in AEW. You know what I mean? And yeah, it can be a couple jobbers, but for all you know, it could be some names. You know what I mean? There's, you know, there's rumors that, you know, AJ's contract's coming up and as much as he wants to retire, you know, maybe there's some people over there because he, most of the Bullet Club is, maybe they can entice him to go, you know, maybe just for a year. Fucking Edge was supposed to be done and he got, you know, it's, that move happened. The reality is, is just, it's, it's now, it's no longer a, um, you know, oh, the, for all those out there, the, oh, this is the top and there's nobody... Dude, there's always alternatives regardless if you're the top or not. Okay? There's yeah. always alternatives whether you're top or not. Now, I, this is a whole thing for a whole different day. I don't really, at this point, see a reason to have to be the number one wrestling program in the world. Because what at what point, like, does it does it really matter? You know what I mean? 
Like I know it does revenue wise and all this and that, but within the fourth year, are you really striving to be the number one? Maybe after 10 years, 15. Yeah, sure. I'm absolutely gunning for WWE. If I've been on television for 15 fucking years, you bet your ass I've been, I've been gunning for him. But after four years, I'm just trying to make sure we get paid and stay relevant. Maybe that was TNA's mistake because they hit the ground pretty quick. They were like, for the first couple of years, they were an alternative. They were like wrestling's best kept secret. Yeah, um, really. And then they tried taking on WWE. And that's where it kind of bit him in the ass. Yeah. And as and we that, see with AEW, I don't want to say it's doing it, but the fans definitely think it is. Yeah. But I mean, TNA also blatantly ripped off WWE on multiple occasions. They did their own Montreal screw job. They crowned Eric Young a bearded underdog world champion right after Daniel Bryan. With a very similar, I, th- I think he also won it in a triple threat match. Yeah, maybe I can't with a weird kind of be dry like gimmick. And I think I swear to God, he even did like some like thing that was similar to the Yes Chant. I swear <laughs> he did. They they also did the uh, uh, the thing with Claire Lynch with AJ. Oh and God! That's right. The, the fake baby and the uh, secret conversation in the elevator. So, thank God those days are gone. Now they just kill people. Now they just kill. You're yep. leaving. Now we're gonna murder you. Okay. Now, yep, that's just way to make first. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's again, it's but it's a this is it's it's a in a, in a reality, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's a good thing. Let him go back. Let him do his thing. You know what I mean? Again, for all we know, we could we could see the likes of fucking like Seth Rollins show up in AEW within the next like three four years. We don't know. You know what I mean? For all we know, this isn't you know his his reaction to Punk's return. Maybe that wasn't fake. Maybe that was all legit. You know what I mean? Or maybe he's playing the dog shit We don't know. We really don't know. But if you're really that disgruntled about one cat, as you could see from AEW, I'm willing to bolt. And if, if where did Seth make his bread and butter before going to WWE ring of honor, who owns ring of honor, Tony Khan, who would be dying to work with him? Every motherfucker in both of those companies. I'm glad you mentioned sex. I was going to mention him next. Uh, that reaction went viral. Um, obviously it wasn't shown on TV, but plenty of people caught it on their phone and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um, it really is so hard to tell. Um, the rumors are that they're going to face each other at the Rumble, maybe Mania. Um, and if it was a work, then fucking genius move to not right. put it on TV because they knew everybody was going to film it. And like, people are going to think this is real if we don't put it on TV. Yep. And also Seth. at the same time, Seth's a professional. I mean, yeah. I, I really can't see him reacting that way in front of thousands of people in front of his bosses and everything. Like knowing that he's representing that company as a world champion. Now I want to bring this to you, and I, and, and I haven't asked the TSK this, so I'm going to have to ask him later because okay. I'm going to watch the show and yell at me for it. Um, <laughs> do you think by chance? Because if you if you watch Michael Cole's reaction, he had he hey yeah he, he cued it, he fucking knew. Um, besides Michael Cole, do you think Seth knew? And 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 they told him to do this because again, it's either this is legit 
and Seth is acting like a crybaby in in a way. But in, <laughs> but at the same time, I can't say it. I can't necessarily say it like that because I kind of justify what, what why he's acting like that. Like fuck this guy. You know what I mean? I would act more like that. Like roll with Ryback. Oh fuck no! I don't want to oh, be yeah, here anymore. Yeah. Get this guy the fuck out of here. You know, whatever. Blah 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 blah. But it just to me it 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 feels like it's. If he's going to play this up, he knew he was coming. Yeah, and I, I find it hard to believe that Triple H didn't sell anybody. Like, he's he's not a sneaky fucker like Vince. Yeah, right. Um, And also, like, Seth's one of his boys. It, you're fucking telling the truth. That is his boy. What do we mean? He's the right-hand man. It, 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 you know what I mean? Remember the authority? Come on now. And I also love Randy Orton's reaction. Like, he also had his big return, too. And it was overshadowed by Punk. And he didn't give a shit. He was cool with it. He was just sitting, chilling in the ring, waving he had at a Punk. chair. <laughs> this guy fucking pulled the chair out. So I was like, Punk, hey, hey, dude. I, I love the energy Randy's brought back with him. He's just so chilled. He is the greatest, like, supposed to be heel baby face ever. He's the greatest. <laughs> And then it, I don't know if you because again I, I I all the reactions yes I had to do it it's I'm a wrestling fan look it, again as much as I hate the guy he is he is an attention grabber congratulations I wanted to see it from all fucking sides Corey Graves I thought fucking Seth was salty Corey was just like nothing <sighs> just fucking just fucking have some arms crossed didn't Corey and Punk have some beef on sure. Twitter a while ago a couple of years ago maybe. I swear at some point Punk had beef with everybody. And that's why well, I'm yeah. like, why are you guys so just like cool with this guy? Oh, because he um, draws money. Okay. okay. Hulk Hogan draws money too. But, I mean, I mean, I mean if you, you said want it, toxic people. You said it. Triple H said it. Um, love him or hate him. He is a conversation starter. Everybody is always talking about Punk, no matter where he is or what he does. Um, and on Raw the next night, uh, apparently they were supposed to give him more time. I mean, I could see right away that it was rushed because oh, yeah. he wasn't soaking anything in. He wasn't playing around with the crowd. He was just straight into promo mode, and it was like, get it over with as quick as you can. Um, yeah. Because, obviously, you, you look at the clock, and he had 10 minutes to cut a promo. Not like that. That's not a punk promo. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, it... it Felt rushed. You could tell it was rushed, and apparently they ran out of time because Randy and Dominic went over. But at the same time, how the fuck do you run out of time on a three-hour show with the first hour commercial-free? I was just gonna say the same thing. It's like, well, I, well, th- this one I talked with the TSK about. Why not open the show with Punk? Well, and, I thought they were gonna, yeah. And I say so did I. But as DC points out beautifully, as he always does, why then would you want to stick around for the rest of the show? And yeah, I'm like, fuck you for making sense. Okay, that, that was a double-edged sword, and that's what I realized when I saw Randy that they're obviously going to stretch it right to the end of the show, but I didn't think it was going to be like 10 minutes before the end of the show. Same. Um, I figured they'd give him at least like 15 minutes, you know what I mean? Maybe like 12 minutes of actual promo time, but a few minutes of that soaking it in moment crap. Yeah. I'll, however, though, if they'd have played this like the old days, like the late 90s, early 2000s, you can have your biggest attraction in the opening promo, set something up. Maybe something's going to happen at the end of the night and you keep watching to see what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. Man, remember the good old days when shit would make sense? Well, they made you want to watch not like, oh, well, I guess I better hang out for the rest of the show to figure out what he's going to say. No, it's, oh, shit, what's going to happen at the end of the show? I got to be. Yeah. I, I think a lot of us were also expecting maybe something to happen with Seth. But obviously, mm-hmm. they're they're pumping the brakes on that a little bit. They're not going straight into it, which is fine. 
Um, you know, the real question is who's going to be the first person fed to Punk? Because AEW gave him Darby Allen, and luckily Darby recovered from the loss. He still became uh, a poster boy for AEW, and he's gone on to have some more success. But who's going to take that bullet in WWE? There's a bunch of fucking jerk-offs that'll probably get it. You know what I mean? You already know how they feel about a lot of these dudes, and it's that's the sad part. That's This is the sad part. There's a lot of cats that are, they'll just throw them to the fire. Ricochet will probably get, you know, get beat on. Um, trying to think of somebody else. Fuck, they might even fucking feed him. Well, no, not yeah, no, not Chad Gable. They'll probably feed him Otis. And I mean, you go beat Otis. Uh, you know, it'll be a bunch of guys that it's like, okay, well, we figured that much. He probably won't get a real singles guy until we see him again, Seth. Which I'm hoping is going to be their first feud. But at the same time, that I kind of want. I would rather that be the mania thing. I would rather this try to stew for six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Maybe Punk will his his first like actual match will be in the Rumble. I mean that was his last yeah. match. But then he can get that eliminated. Cool no too. big deal. He can show up for a week and or a six weeks and talk. Yeah. Right. It's what second week of January, first week of January. Uh, last week I think. No, for the Rumble. Yeah, I think it's the last week of January. Oh okay. Oh shit. Well then. Okay, so they fuck around for for two months. You don't have to do shit for two months. And he's already telling t-shirts. You get him to show up and talk for a little bit, hit the fucking music. Yeah, uh, he's been back less than a week, and he's currently the top t-shirt seller in both WWE and still in AEW. I don't know how the fuck that works. I was going to say, I was like, why is he still selling merch in AEW? But okay. (laughs) But it's the same with WWE. Like, um, they're still selling Edge t-shirts. You know what it is? It's it, it, it's the guys that run merch for both AEW and, and WWE are just like, do you guys want to just yeah, fuck yeah, we're just gonna pocket this money. <laughs> we uh we ordered too many t-shirts, right? But we still right. gotta sell them, right? Right. <laughs> Here, just go ahead and we'll like randomly put a, a a link like in the Google searches so you can you know one's AEW and the other one's WWE. It's TK's on the phone to Triple H. You know how we ripped off your punk logo, even though ours is a little bit cooler. We still got a bunch of t-shirts, so you don't have to make a new one. Triple H is like, we don't have to make a new one anyway. We're just using the same one with different colors, like John Cena. That's exactly (laughs) what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, And I got to admit, the new one with the actual Chicago colors is not available on Euroshop yet. It probably won't be for months, so I just, I I designed my own. Sorry, Phil. You're going to make plenty of money anyway. But you'll be fine. You'll live. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at the group, that's pretty much all it was, um, either positive or negative. It was CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. But also, as we didn't realize, Chad pointed out, uh, 500 members in the group. Yeah, 500. Let's go. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I also love the uh, the comment underneath, which I hope was just an accident because it's like a different feed. Um, Chad posted a screenshot of a CM Punk article with this announcement um, which was Fightful saying he's not expected in Chicago for Survivor Series which again I thought hilarious Fightful reporting bullshit and then right underneath inside the ropes um, one of their I think it's an I hope it's an admin I I think it's a Scottish guy because he typed it in Scottish accent if that makes sense Um, 
So I'm going to say it in a Scottish accent. Punk is an absolute unquestionable ball bag. But Punk is a very entertaining ball bag. Yep, that, that's, that's <laughs> Scottish for sure. That's Scottish for sure. Uh, if you spell ball with a W, it's Scottish. Ball. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, we had three big returns, of course, our truth as well, and um, unfortunately, Ryback is still retired, or well, not retired. I don't know. Unretired. Okay, so this <laughs> fucking guy had said like, if Punk shows up, that he'll retire from wrestling. Motherfucker shows up. Oh, if he lasts so many months, so then I'll retire. It's like, motherfucker, you literally are uh, <laughs> you, rat bastard. Like, just shut the fuck up. I'm I'm not gonna call it moving the goalpost anymore. I'm gonna call it doing a right back. Thank you. That's it's beautiful. Doing Speaking a of ball bags. Right. All right. So um before we take a more thorough look at this past week, let's go even further to this week in wrestling history. Let's jump into some fun history. And the funny part about this is Greenboro, North Carolina was mentioned one time on AEW television. And for somehow, some reason, it has decided to fill its way inside of our history books. And just a heads up, there's a whole lot of NWA. And I do not mean the rap grip. Let's hop into it. November 24th, 1983, Starcade, the end of the year show for NWA. Later on, WCW as well, pretty much the WrestleMania. We saw three title changes starting off with the NWA television title. Charlie Brown, not to be mistaken with the cartoon character, won the television title from the great Kabuki, an all-Japan professional wrestler, uh, New Japan, DDT. He literally was up and down in Japan. We saw Roddy Roddy Piper, known as just Roddy Piper, defeat Greg Valentine in a dog collar match. Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat went on to win the NWA Tag Team Titles from Jack and Jer- from Jack and Jerry Briscoe. I almost mixed up their whole gimmick, <laughs> but it was the main event, obviously starring Ric Flair and more than likely, and that's right, you guessed it, Harley Race. But it's Ric Flair who defeated Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in a steel cage. Bet you didn't see that one coming. And just a heads up, there is more Starcade coming. But let's jump into something different. Same day, different year, November 24th, 2013. Survivor Series 2013, obviously. was not the best year of WWE, but let's get through this one as quickly as we can. Two traditional Survivor Series matches. Let me stop myself. One traditional Survivor Series match. One that was men's, that was 5-on-5, and the women's was 7-on-7. Let's get in to the men's. Antonio Cesaro, Dean Ambrose, Jack Swagger, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, defeating the team of Cody Rhodes, Goldust, The Usos, and Rey Mysterio. It's kind of funny how five uh, W, or does it believe it's five members of the, uh, no, four members, three members, four members of the whole roster, or I should say of not the whole roster, of the Survivor Series team right here, uh, AEW, and one guy was originally, and then he turned around and came right back, but let's hop into the women's, and again, not traditional, seven on seven, this is a whole lot, so you had the Bellas, Car- uh, Cameron, Naomi, Eva Marie, JoJo, and Natalia defeating the team of AJ Lee, uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, Oksana, that's how you say it. Kaylin Rosa Mendez, Summer Ray, and of course, Tamina and Ali Shaw Fox. 
John Cena defeated Alberto Del Rio to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Bet you saw that one coming. Special guest referee for that one was nobody. Speaking of a whole different match coming up later on, John Cena is in this more than once, so don't get ahead of myself, Mo. I'm getting ahead of you. Anyway, the team of Punk and Brian defeated Eric Rowan and Luke Harper during this whole, like, you know, indie guys getting over in WWE thing. And then Randy Orton beating the big show to retain the WWE Championship. Another snoozer. Did you like the Survivor Series? Well, too bad, because here comes another one. WWE Survivor Series, back in the day, much better than 2013. This one, November 27, 2005. Booker T defended, or sorry, defeated that one crippler guy, which was a part of their Best of Seven series. We saw Trish Stratus retain the Women's Championship against Melina. Triple H defeated Ric Flair in a last man standing match. This is where John Cena retained his uh, WWE Championship against Kurt Angle, and it was Daivari who was the special guest referee. And then here comes some real bad of back in the day. Theodore Long, Teddy Long, defeated Eric Bischoff, and you do not want to look this up. I saved you the trouble. Do not do it to yourself. But the main event, traditional Survivor Series match, the team of Bobby Lashley, Batista, JBL, Randy Orton, and Rey Mysterio defeating Chris Jericho, oh, sorry, Chris Masters, Kane, Sh- uh, Shawn Michaels, The Big Show, and Carlito. Just two more, but there's a catch with this last two, believe it or not. They're both Starcade, but it's kind of like how WrestleMania was back in the day. It's two shows, two places. The first one is in, you guessed it, Greensboro, North Carolina. And the other one was actually in Atlanta, Georgia. But let's go into the North Carolina one. And the best one about it, or should I say, the, the funny thing about it is there was four title matches in all but one of them. Change hands. First, let's go with the NWA Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, I know it's a mouthful and it's a weird one. Crusher Carusif defeated Sam Houston. And then for the NWA United States title, it was the it was Magnum TA picking up the win against Tully Blanchard. And then uh, we saw the Rock and Roll Express defeat Ivan and Nikita Koloff in a steel cage to win the NWA Tag Team Championships. And then for the fun part, which was the Atlanta show, uh, we saw actually a Mexican death match by, against Manny Garcia and Abdullah the Butcher. Billy, Superstar Billy Graham, better put some respect on his name, went around doing some arm wrestling, and it finally happened. Dusty Rhodes defeated Ric Flair to win the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. A lot of title changes this uh, week in history, but that just goes to show you just how much, you know, wrestling went on during the holidays, considering the fact that we just got done with Thanksgiving, and we're on our way to Christmas. And trust me, there's even more his wrestling history in during the Christmas Christmas time, the Christmas times for those who can't speak. But I will gobble on forever like a turkey with no head, or with head, I should say. Let's kick it back to Captain Mo and get on with the show. That's your history, and Cypher made some history of his own last week, as did I, but I've already talked about that, and uh, I do have an announcement later on. Congratulations yeah. to our new world champion, and now Cypher would like to address... His victory. Oh, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your champion speaking, Cypher. That's right, new Max world champion was good. Also, tag champion with the captain. 
just coming off of a celebration tour and I had to say today has been a very busy day for me but let me get a couple things off my chest this has got to be really quick really simple first thing first shout out to the captain Desi Lee we are the tag team champions but also he wanted me to join Dragon Club no disrespect Dazzy baby love you but the answer is no I don't want to join Dragon Club I beat Moses Marquez without a faction, and I don't need one now. Secondly, <clears throat> excuse me, Daniel Crimmins, um, you want to bully your way to the top. Because I remember you saying you wanted to face whoever won between me and Moses. Well, obviously, I'm here and not Moses, so no, Daniel, no. You want to hide behind trivia. What you need to do is look yourself in the mirror and practice getting your promos up, baby, because your promos are mediocre at best. But don't worry, DC. You'll get there one day. Took me four years to get here. But, you know. Also, shout out to Ted P. De Niro. That boy came through in the match because he didn't get involved, and I can respect that. But, Teddy, what I don't respect is the fact that you let me walk out of there and you didn't attack me from behind didn't have nothing smart to say. You just locked me in there with Moses, let me beat his ass and walk back out. I mean, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. And if you don't get it, then, well, the max title's simply not yours to get. So, you know, there's that. But going forward, moving forward in the max wrestling as the new max world champion, I'm looking forward to new blood. I'm looking forward to new challenges. I will be the fighting champion that Moses never was. Since I stomped out NWO, I'll stomp out any faction that may think that they're going to take anything away from me. Whether it be Dragon Club, MLW, RWT, TSK, I don't really give a damn. Whoever wants it can come get it. And that's a fact because Cypher's champion now and this is my time to shine, baby. But I got to get back to celebrating. Obviously, the title's not here with me. It's mounted up on my wall. I'm having to take care of my mom during these times because she just had surgery. But you will see me in the title very soon. Also, to the new blood that's joining next year, take notes. Because I want you guys to succeed just like I did. I remember starting out being nervous, being scared, but don't worry, guys. I will teach you the way. But this is Cypher. I'll catch y'all on the flip side, Max. Welcome back to the Captain Mo Show. This is your captain. He is LFA. Make sure you are liking and subscribed on YouTube and follow us everywhere. For all the information you need, go to maxrossingnet.weebly.com. Do it. Anyway, still to come this week, we got some more stuff to introduce. We got the yeet o meter and the twat o meter Oh, God. <laughs> Good God almighty. Can't wait till we get there. Plus, the captain will respond to both Chris Reed and Beer. But first, let's take a look at this past week in uh, this past week in wrestling. Impact did a Thanksgiving special last week, so we're kicking it off with a Rampage report. This is Rampage, baby. This is show that y'all been waiting on. Adrenaline pumping your chest. This is Rampage. 
All right, all right, all right. Let's keep this whole thing rocking. Let's jump into the Rampage report. Hook defeated Rocky Romero with Red Rum to win the match via knockout. Chris Statlander defeated Diamante with the discus lariat as Mercedes Martinez watches on. Where the fuck has she been? After the match, Mercedes and Diamante attack Statlander before Statlander is saved by the great Willow Nightingale. The Kingdom announces that Roderick Strong isn't there tonight. The crowd isn't happy about that. Mike Bennett blames Action Andrade for breaking his neck last week on AEW Collision. Bennett says Strong is doing everything he can to come back better than ever and reclaim his best friend, Adam Cole. They also again claim that MJF is the devil and they want a shot at the ROH tag titles. But before they defeat Duke Davis and Danny Jones with a frog splash from Taven. Obviously, before all that, that's when the match happened. And then to finish it out in the main event, we saw Wheeler Yuta defeat Kachashuri Shibata to win the Ring of Honor Pure Championship for the second time using a low blow. And yeah, not honorable. Let's not call it a low blow. It was a kick in the dick. Yuta attacks Shibata after the match, uh, plants it with a DDT. Hook comes out to save Shibata. Yuta runs away like a gigantic coward because that's just how it goes. So, normally, this is where I kick it to the cap so we could recap the smack, but we got a whole lot looking into. We had Survivor Series, there's, and there's a little bit of Raw, so let's skip that. Let's keep me going. Let's hop in to the collision course. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump into the collision course. Short, sweet, and then doing the fun stuff. Claudio Castagnoli defeating Danny Garcia in the Continental Classic. The Blue League. He wins it with the Rica Lobam. Kill Switch. No longer. Luchasaurus defeated the boys in a handicap match with a lariat. He continued to attack the boys after the match until Adam Copeland lays a devastating chair shot. Uh, and then hits him with a concerto, a curb stomp on the chair, followed up by a second concerto before challenging the TNT champion Christian for a match December the 6th in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. House of Black, Malachi Black, and Buddy Matthews defeated the team of Commander and Gravity as Matthews hits Commander with a giant stomp. Action Andrade and Darius Martin are backstage with Dante Martin, who has finally returned from injury. I should know because he's on my fantasy team. Julia Hart defeated Lady Frost with Heartless in her first TBS title defense. Powerhouse Hobbs and Don Callis are backstage. Callis is praising Hobbs for taking out Paul White and says Hobbs can take out uh, the Golden Jets all by himself. And with the big size of that man, just maybe he could. And then finally, actually, no, we got more than that. FTR defeated the Righteousness with a Shatter Machine, but are confronted by Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews, telling him uh, FTR, the uh, misconception of the company is brotherhood. They think it, or at least they think it is. Uh, the lights go out, come back on, but no one appears. Tony, uh, Tony Skiavone interviews Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Ricky Starks uh, says that they fire shots as they, are the new number, as they have new number one contenders in the Golden Jets. We see Keith Lee defeating Lee Moriarty with the Big Bang Catastrophe, the Big Big C. Lexi Nair then interviews a very pissed off Keith Lee backstage, and he is pissed and has a mystery target in mind. I can only imagine who it is. 
And then lastly, we saw Brody King defeat Eddie Kingston with the Dante's Inferno to score his first victory in the Blue League for the Continental Classic. Eddie Kingston went on later on to say that Tony Khan put no scrubs in this match or no scrubs in the tournament and it's going to be an uphill battle. I'm already loving the Continental Classic tournament. Eddie Kingston should win it. Now, let me stop rambling. Let's go see what went down in Survivor Series. So um, we've already talked about Punk. We've already talked about Randy. We've already mentioned Truth coming back. Um, I don't know if it was just me or maybe because the ex- of the expectations of is Punk going to be there? Is he not? Maybe the War Games matches fell a little flat compared to recent years. Um, I'm going to be nice. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna say, um, I, 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 yes for the men, no for the women. Um, granted, the women was not on—I wouldn't say on par, but like on the level uh, of years past. You know what I mean? They've mm. always gone like that way step above the guys. Yeah, this one was just kind of there, a little more. You know what I mean, a little bit better. You know, Eo with the fucking trash can jump because she's a crazy freak. Um, but it just, it just, um. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it was the anticipation of punk. For me, it was more of the. Um, how can I put this? Because like I, I watched the show. Um, I, I, I let me stop myself. I initially didn't watch the show. Got into it late. Started it from the beginning so I can make sure to catch everything. Um, but it was more of the, for me at least, the anticipation of is this just another crappy Survivor Series? Am I just getting predictability? You know what I mean? Because we 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 know what Survivor Series or uh, Survivor War Games matches, I should say, are and how yeah. they work out for you know both men and women. There's a lot of carnage, a lot of crazy, a lot of craziness. Um, you know, and then we look down at the other you know, at the card, you know, and there was you know Gunther and Gunther in the mids, and I'm just like, eh. you know, there was. Uh, uh, we had the men's war games match, which, you know, yeah, they had that little bit of anticipation of is punk really going to show up? Is Randy really going to be the man? And it looks like, you know, it was Randy all the time. You know, they pretty much announced him and then they announced him in the thing and he comes back and it's a giant pop. And there was, the show wasn't bad. It just, um, for me, there was, I just, I always want more. You know what I mean? The pop for Randy was great. I, I, that was pro. Besides that, and um, the Miz telling everybody to fuck off and show that he's a pretty good wrestler after all was <laughs> probably like the best things for it. Like I, I didn't hate the Punk return. I know I keep going back to Punk. I didn't hate the Punk return. Um, it was just one of those. Uh, you eat, you know, now it's time to eat your humble pie. You know, you kept saying like, oh, the guy's not coming back. He's not coming back. Well, you know, I'm full of shit. I love how they did it too. Like played the the graphic and everything to make you think the show was over and then. Well, Triple H loves doing that because of all the shit he used to do in NXT, (laughs) that crazy fucker. But like, I genuinely believed it. Even though I was looking at clock going shit, they, they fell short like 10 minutes from the show. Nah, Punk's gonna, uh, Triple H is going to make every use of every minute on pay-per-view. PLE. PLE. That's what he's going to do. Um, and, it, and, it, and it worked. And it worked. Yeah. And, and Punk didn't say a word. Until no, he, he, he didn't have to. Um, 
it's literally just the the overall just reaction. Just the, yeah. just the internet. And then on top of that, too, let's, we can't forget about how crazy the internet got. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was, what, 47 million in 24 hours on social media? Yeah. And that was all their platforms. Now, mind you, that's all their platforms. Don't go fucking thinking like, oh, those are... No, that's like <laughs> YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, you know. I fucking think they even throw in some other weird ones, too. Does so, WWE have a Snapchat? I'm sure they do. Yes, actually, they do. <laughs> they have a Snapchat. Um, I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they're on that fucking true Fred's. social media shit. With Trump A. Goodness. Um, yeah, man, what else happened? I mean, there, I there was the women's world title match, which we knew Rhea was um, going to win anyway. Zoe Starks is getting a good rub, though. Yeah. I will I will say I appreciate that for somebody that, you know, we saw in NXT for a, probably a le- less time than we figured she was going to be there. She has stepped up, has been able to hang with the best, especially at the top level right here with the women's. So it's 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 good to see. I'm I'm I love how they were doing like how how they set it up for her, but they also set it up to prove to you or at least show you it's like I don't see anybody beating Rhea anytime soon, Bob. You know what I mean? Nah. That's WWE's way of saying it like you might fucking, you know, we might have to bring somebody in. Um I I think there's zero chance she loses it before Mania, so she's gonna be champion for a year at least. Oh yeah. That's it. That's a given. Uh, even though it's two different titles. So, um, and then we got a couple of new storylines set up on Raw. Um, like I said, we were some of us were expecting something to kick off with Seth and Punk, but they they put that on the back burner, and now we got uh, Seth and Drew again, seemingly. Uh, Mac- McIntyre is in a funny place right now. Um, I don't know how legit it is, but he's obviously frustrated at something, whether it's just him being a very good character or if he is like he's got some heat with somebody. Um, He also stormed to the back after the match. Mind you, this was before Punk came back, before people started jumping on that. Um, And then, of course, he attacked Seth on Raw. So. I think I've said this before, too, but uh, didn't Drew Galloway get way more over than Drew McIntyre ever did? Uh, certainly in the UK, yeah. Well, guess what, baby? AEW. We got that different kind of feel. And if you're disgruntled and don't like your employer, I assure you Big TK has got the bread. Oh, you like the UK, you say? Well, he's got a team called Fulham. They stink, but you can come hang out and watch the games. <laughs> I'm going to Wembley. <laughs> I fucking, Jesus, I can see that big fucker there now. Uh, which reminds me. Tickets go on sale for Wembley tomorrow. Hopefully, we can get in there. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, jealous of y'all. I'll be jealous if I don't get in. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, that, that's pretty much all. Randy started something with Rhea Ripley. Um, Love the daddy's home referen- uh, oh, reference dude, line. People went bananas. Uh, I, I mean, people were expecting Randy to turn here like immediately as... As soon as he got back at War Games, like he was gonna RKO Jay or Cody, um, mm. and he wore all black on Raw, which is usually a good sign that somebody's turning heel, but didn't happen. Let's just keep happy-go-lucky Randy for now. Was it, um, didn't Randy always wear just black? 
I'm more surprised he wore pants. Yeah, that too. He usually just walks around in a t-shirt. And, yep. T-shirt in his trunks. So, um, bro, you were awfully comfortable, aren't you, bud? Yeah, so he uh, seemed to settle things with Jay. You never really know with Randy what's going on in his head. You know, you hear those voices. But he also um, got into it with Dom, which obviously went long, as we said, and that's why Punk's promo segment was cut short. But we also did see the beginning of a new feud between Cody and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, did they cross paths in Japan? Uh, God, I really trying to think. Uh, I want to say no. Um, I know he fought. I know he wrestled Okada. I know he did all those other guys. Uh, I don't think he ever got a Shinsuke match. So I'm just going to go with no. I want to say it's, I want to say he showed up around the same time Shinsuke had just showed up in uh, NXT. Yeah, they may have just passed. Um, I think Cody was also playing around in Ring of Honor and Impact mm-hmm. around that time. And then Shinsuke yeah, came to NXT. That, that weird GF dub or whatever the fuck, GC, whatever. Global Force Wrestling. Fuck that shit. The, uh, the shortest living wrestling promotion of all time. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Probably not. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> at, at least uh, it had money behind it. Sure. I mean, some money. Sure. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's money. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee money. It's good enough money. Yeah. But yeah, um, Shinsuke showing up, spraying the red mist at Cody. Cody's selling it like he got shot in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be a great feud. And again, we, we keep putting Cody through these trials and tribulations on the road to WrestleMania. The hard times. Yeah, but at the same time, guess what? This is going to help him. This is going to build yeah. him, which is which is what we want. Damn it, it's what we want. Stop ignoring Cody. I, I gotta wonder if he's gonna cross. Um, if Randy Orton is gonna turn heel, and if he's gonna have a little feud with Cody before Mania, like the Could final not. hard time is you got a student versus master. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that, that sounds like it. You know what I mean? A Triple H isn't so much of that you have to beat a giant, but maybe you got to beat your teacher. Yeah. You know, I could see that, and it would work well. It would be a decent little feud. Hell, it'd probably be a match that everybody would want to see. Yeah. And then, like, at the end, Cody beats him, and Randy could just be like, okay, now go beat Roman. Yep. Go, go finish the story, Cody. Be very anime-like, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, like it's it over 5,000 days. Jesus, fuck. Uh, all right, that is pretty much Survivor Series and Raw. Moving on now to Last Night on Dynamite. Oh, man. You know what? This one has been, or should I say, the last few weeks of Dynamite, uh, pretty much since the, the, the Continental Classic had started up, have been a lot better, a lot less promos, a lot more wrestling. Get back to the fun days of uh, AEW. So we start off with Brian Danielson on commentary, and I need this all the time. He was excellent during the Cruiserweight Classic all those years ago. He's good every now and again when he's on it, but when he's on it full fucking time, he's the man, especially when one of the guys in the the Blackpool Combat Club are wrestling. Mox defeats uh, Jay Lethal in a match that I fucking really want them to run back. Backstage, after his loss last week, Eddie Kingston reflects on the tournament and his match against Brian Danielson coming up, saying that Tony Khan 
you know, put no scrubs in this tournament. You know what I mean? And it's going to be an uphill battle. He knew it was going to be an uphill battle. And here he goes. Now he's got to take on the crazy bastard, the American Dragon, Dan- Brian Danielson, who was screaming down the commentary booth at him, mind you. Good, crazy shit there. Uh, Skiaboon interviews Sting and Ric Flair. And I don't know where Ric Flair gets these suits. I promise you it's probably from somebody that Seth knows. Uh, they talk about Sting's final match. And it's going to take place in Greensboro, Coliseum, Greensboro, North Carolina, which if you go back into the history days, I want to say it was 1988. As they said, Ric Flair, Sting, 45-minute draw for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Roosh defeats Mark Briscoe. Decent little match. Good time to finally fucking push Roosh. About fucking time. RJ City informs Tony Storm about her next title defense. He also got extremely close to her on the couch. Juice Robinson is waiting to punch him in the face. MJF addresses Samoa Joe before the devil group attacks him. Joe makes the save and a message displays uh, on the screen challenging MJF and Joe for a tag match for next week. Joe tells him, nope, you don't want to do that. Don't get suckered in. And of course, MJF is suckered in. But it, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes. There was no sign of Adam. And we, you know, the, the whole rumor going around about, or not rumor, but the whole picture of him, you know, hitting the button in his pocket to trigger the thing last week. It's been going around, and he's not there this week. I Who knows? Wouldn't it be uh, great, though, if that is just one big coincidence and he just, like, had an itch? Right? <laughs> I just... I, but the great... I mean, I know, right? Like, just we're, we're playing it up in our head just for it to be fucking nothing, but heaven forbid. I, I was just scratching myself, guys. And I'm, I, you know what? It would be a, it would be perfect Adam Cole of himself to literally just bring that up. Be like, dude, I had an itch. Okay, I have eczema on my thigh or something like. I can totally see him come up with an excuse to help play it off, whether he's talking to Roddy or MJF or whatever. I, 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 I can't wait, can't wait to figure it out. Wardlow, and poor goddamn AR Fox, but he fucking murders this motherfucker. Beside, uh, despite the early jump from Fox, one power bomb. Where even truth be told, I even said Jesus because his fucking head bounced. Not just bounced, it fucking bounced. We saw action on Drade and Darius and Dante Martin. Dante finally coming back from his gnarly fucking gnarly, gnarly, gnarly ankle injury. Um, and they um, they defeat uh, Hardy Party. Post match interview with Renee is interrupted by the loot uh, by its uh, uh, commander. Uh, uh, was it uh, Penta? And I want to say uh, El Hijo del Vikingo. Yeah. So uh, an excellent crazy trios match that we have to fucking see immediately. E goddamn immediately. Julia Hart defeated Emi Sakura to retain the TBS title. I love Emi Sakura. I do. I don't know what's going on with her, though. She's fucking on a downward spiral. Can't have it. Need to fucking make it happen. Um, RJ City interviews Maria May. As she prepares to meet Tony Khan in his office, she's definitely going to go to work. She brought her knee pads and everything. So I had to do some looking up on Maria May. <laughs> she is from Stardom. For those that are curious, she has come from the same exact promotion as uh, Tony Storm, as Akarashita, all these other ones. So she's she's been to the top of the top in Japan, and she's been and she won there. She's been champion there and the whole whatever. So this is her debut to AEW, um, and I have a funny feeling she's going to get a big fat push really fast because from the stuff I've seen, she can work, and I'm going to say it, she's hot. So, I mean, it, it kind of writes itself. 
if you know what I mean. Christian Cage and Adam Copeland have go down. There was the whole thing where Christian comes out. By the way, I still love the graphics. You know, it's supportive, devoted father. I just, <laughs> I just, I die every time. It's the best. He comes out, and first off, like I know many people would just full blown kick this guy in the dick the second he starts talking about somebody's dead dad. Like just kicking the dick, which ended up leading to that. Obviously, he kicked him right in the fucking dick. Um, but it was this whole thing where Christian had brought him up. He's like, you know, I was there when your dad died, and, you know, and you know, let's do this for you know, let's do this for your mom. Let's get back together and let's do this for the Jude Meister. And I was just like, oh hell yeah! And then, of course, Christian, being the the bastard that he is, tries to go for the belt shot. Copeland sees it coming a hundred miles away, Dumbass. kicks him right in the dick, tells him to go fuck himself, and then that was beautiful. The the nerd of the truck. I don't know who was, whose job this hit to hit the sensor button. This motherfucker was five seconds late. <laughs> like, not like an exaggeration. Oh, he was like a, you know, hey, go uh, yourself. Like, no, As he said, go fuck yourself. And then all of a sudden you just didn't hear Everything anything. Everything goes quiet. It's like, it's like, dude, you're getting fired, bud. Fired. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did, did you and manage then, to censor the line? No, but I muted the song. What? Nope. <laughs> Oh, it was so good. Great little segment. And we ended with an actually super good match that they have to fucking run back. Swerve, Jay White, and the TSK were dying. Absolutely dying for um, for the first draw of the tournament. But Swerve, who is on just absolute fire. The guy's coming flying out of a fucking volcano if, he's, if he could. That's how hot he is. Swerve ends the, you know, picks up his uh, his win. He and Moxley have got six points in their bracket. It's kind of, it's, it might come down to a Texas death match between him and John Moxley, and I am oh, all Lord. fucking for it. I am all fucking for it. Would it uh, be considered an upset that Swerve beat Jay? Because I certainly expected Jay to win, even though Swerve's had this with- momentum. I'm going to say, yeah, it's an upset. People are saying Jay White's getting fucking um, absolutely abused. But please, 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 please. Let me let me inform you guys of something you probably don't know because you probably weren't watching in Japan. When Switchblade first became Switchblade, he was shit. Do you understand me? He wasn't like. Oh, he's the greatest this. He was he was shit. He needed help from everybody and they mama. He got help from everybody. It wasn't until um the bullet club thing went down where he then became, you know, he then after joining Evil and then he then became the leader of the Bullet Club when it was all nice and dark thanks to Evil and them. That's when he became this overall fucking gigantic superstar beating Okada, beating Tanahashi, beating Naito, beating them all. And it blossomed. So you got to give it a little bit of time. Even QT Marshall said it himself uh, as he was leaving AEW. Tony Khan is looking to take AEW in the route of New Japan. Yeah. More so, sports but, area oriented. Aided. It, yeah, sports oriented. I love that. But it, it, and it's, and it should be. And right now, especially, especially like this, it'll work perfectly because you can revamp, you can redo the whole thing with Jay White all over again. Megastar. Patience, baby. Patience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, people have been complaining that AEW have lost their way recently. Um, especially Harold. 
who yeah, is I mean, AEW to the bone. Absolutely, but he he his big his most valid point, and uh, I can attest to this one, is you can obviously tell the influences from Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, and as I said, I I don't think they've quite been the same since Cody left. Cody uh, was that little something different. He gave he really gave us the and I I have to call it like this the WCW vibe. He gave you that. This is the actual alternative. Something about him. I don't know what it was about just him. It's like Kenny and, and the Bucks. They're Kenny yeah. and the Bucks. You know, yes, they are the, the, the alternative greats of the other companies or whatever have you, but I and I hate admitting myself or not admitting myself, but I hate like, you know, uh saying this out loud. In reality, they could have easily showed up in WWE. You know what I mean? They could easily have been a part of the cog instead of the other side of the machine. Yeah, I mean, I think Cody is probably the only person who has truly been on both sides of the fence. He's gone through the WWE system, um, and then he paid his dues on the Indies, Ring of Honor, New Japan. So I think he was that perfect balance that kept him from going to WWE or not enough sports entertainment that he was just like, he Cody was the filter. He had that great balance. He had that great balance because he had all those years of the E, all those years. But then at the end of the day, he's a Rhodes. So he followed. He knew what his dad used to do. He knew what his brother used to do. He knew about the history and the lineage and the blah, 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 blah. And that in the back, in the back right now is what's being missed the most. Yeah, now, they, um... it's being now it's being missed, especially now. I mean, it, it's great that B dries looking like he's more like that guy now, but it's like where the who's been that guy for the last two years? Yeah, nobody. So, um, certainly at Jericho because I mean he's also been on both sides of the fence, not as much as Cody, but yeah, um, Jericho mostly has WWE experience. Oh yeah, mostly that's that's the majority of his shit for sure. Uh, but I mean, we're not saying like AEW has gone to shit. Like there's still some great stuff. Obviously, it's more focused on matches. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, the Texas Death match was violent as fuck, and everybody's been talking about it. Uh, they just kind of, as I think Mox also said in an interview this past week, they need to kind of find their identity again. Yeah, they're, they're, there was at one point where AEW was, this is what AEW is, and it's it's the alternative to the fullest. And then it turned into... Well, maybe we can try to kind of be, and it's like, no, stop it. You you don't need to kind <laughs> of sort of try stick. to be exactly, yeah, whack one with a stake, a belt, whatever you need. But you don't have to be the E. You don't yeah. have to have these over the top characters, this um, you know abundance. You, you don't you don't need it. You could be an American wrestling company. You can be New Japan America with a little bit of you know American storytelling in it. And you'll be fine. Well, uh, we'll keep the over-the-top Tony Storm gimmick, though, because love yeah. it. That, that's, that's a winner. That's a winner. I think I enjoyed this backstage segment last night more than, like, the silent movies or anything else she's done backstage with this gimmick because it was just... That was perfect. Uh, it wasn't over-the-top. It was very much 50s starlet. 30s starlet. Um scene and she just played like this diva but not too much it was great 
works perfectly. She's bomb. Don't change your gimmick. And also using the title to fan herself was great. That shit was great. <laughs> She's just so good. She's hitting on every cylinder. Yeah. Um, did they say when her next title defense is? I'm sure RJ just said Tony's booked your next defense, but didn't say when. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear him. Then again, I also wasn't paying. I was more paying attention to him. I was like, Jesus Christ, bro, you were extra close on that couch. Like, that could just him. not leave my head. Yeah, it's no wonder Juice got a broken back. Um, <laughs> now, before we finish off with the new Twitter meter and the Yito meter, uh, I got a couple of things to address. Um, at promo series, we saw Santa, of all people, Santa. bring bring us promos from Beer and Chris Reed, both issuing challenges for Christmas Clash. Um, we also saw a little thing from Tyler Green. Nice to see you for the first time. Yeah. Um, but I'll address those challenges right now. champion for 250 days for almost 250 days I have carried around a title that I was never meant to have serving it on a plate for somebody to take and nobody has but just because I've been serving it up doesn't mean I've been making it easy just because I didn't plan on winning this thing doesn't mean that if you're gonna beat me for it you don't have to fight for it. And so far, nobody's fought for it. You've all either overshot the mark or you weren't hungry enough. And if nobody is hungry enough, what is it left for me to do with this championship? I've tried to pass the puck and I've tried to give somebody a platform to elevate themselves. So I have fought long and hard about what's next for me with this title. And now, now I have another goal. I'll get to that in a sec. Because now I've got not one, not two, but three championships to carry around. Chris Reed, your first promo, you were showing off your title collection. Well, if I can paraphrase CM Punk, because it seems like an appropriate time, what you have are belts. What I have are championship titles. Now granted, these aren't actual max wrestling titles, that would be very expensive, but that's what they represent. I do have very real and very current titles here in Max Wrestling, manifested in this instance by these props. Now, Chris, you weren't hungry enough to beat me. 
just like the rest. But you were hungry enough to do something that nobody else has. Ask for a rematch. Moses didn't ask for a rematch. Mike didn't ask for a rematch. Teddy didn't ask for a rematch. I gave Crimmins a rematch he didn't even want. But you, you want to do this again. Well, you've got your shot at Christmas Clash. But this time, bring everything you've got. Because I promise you, I will. I am done giving people a chance. So don't just out-time me. Beat me. So, <clears throat> beer. On to you next. Last week, you issued a challenge to any Dragon Club member at Christmas Clash. Well, challenge accepted. I promise you that a member of Dragon Club will see you on December 21st. But, you're not going to know who until you get there. You also said you're insulted that you haven't been invited to join Dragon Club. Well, you do have Welsh blood in you, but... Well, no disrespect, but... Everyone in Dragon Club is a former world champion. Now... I need to address Daniel Crimmins real quick, because here we go again, doing this dance that we've been doing all year long just to a different song. That's a good line. I don't take pleasure in the fact that all three titles I currently hold, I beat these for all of them. I'm undefeated against Daniel Crimmins, and it's not something I want to brag about. I, I actually feel guilty about it. Because like I've been saying, I wasn't your original opponent for the TV title. Cypher did the heavy lifting for the tag titles. I mean, I held my own against you and Moses, but Corey comes in and takes the glory. That's another good line. Because I'm not even proud of the way I won the knowledge title. If I'm being honest, Teddy did better than me. If anybody deserved to beat you for the knowledge title, it was Teddy, not me. But you two drew, and as we know... Titles don't change hands on a draw. So, here's how I'm going to fix that little dilemma. DC has his rematch at Christmas Clash. And no matter which one of us wins, I'm officially naming Ted P. De Niro. Next in line at Podcast Promo Rumble 9. And one more thing. DC, just like you said, I'm under, just like I just said, I'm undefeated against you in all competitions. And all three of my current titles came from you. So, if you beat me for the Knowledge Championship on December 21st, I will never challenge you for a championship again. Now, Finally, thanks to Taylor Swift, everybody's talking about being in some era. I'm in my this era, or I'm in my that era. You know what era I'm in? I'm in my on-fucking-fire era. Two-time world champion, record-breaking 19-time predictions champion, one-half of the first-ever tag team champions, two-time tag team champion, and current knowledge champion. But this one, as TV champion, well, that's the one I'm most proud of. Because after I won it, the more I defended it, the more I earned it. In the immortal words of Scott Hall, 
hard work pays off, dreams come true, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So here's what I'm aiming for now. The way I see it, I've got two more events to make it past as TV champion before Promo Mania, which will be one year since I won this title. And that's my goal. To reach 365 days as your television champion. At this point, I may as well go full pedal to the metal. And if I do it, if I can make it a full calendar year as television champion, I will relinquish this championship at Promomania 9. So until then, Chris, bring it. Stop me from reaching my goal. But you better cook like you never cooked before. Because for the first time in over 250 days, now I'm fucking hungry. Christmas Clash is coming up December 21st, and it features Daniel Crimmins versus the new knowledge title championship today. The captain in a rematch with a stipulation that you can vote on right now. As you just heard, Beer challenges, Beer's challenge has been accepted versus a mystery member of Dragon Club. And the captain will accept Chris Reed's challenge for a television title rematch. All of this goes down in just three weeks. Yeah, this is the problem of being a multiple-time champion. You got a lot of work to do. I know, um, it's tiring, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, like we said, you can vote for the stipulation between DC and I right now. Uh, it's part of the Maxis vote, but obviously it's going to be the week before the Maxis, or like just over a week before. But anyway, you can vote right now at Maxis, uh, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash Maxis. And of course, we've seen some very nice... Um, Reaction and feedback to the Maxi so far. A lot of you have voted already. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. um, I will say so far, there's a couple of clear winners. <laughs> but... Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> but there's a nice balance in there too. So hopefully, if you're still listening and you haven't voted yet, get onto the Maxis and place your votes to help us award the best of 2023 on New Year's Eve. Um, and also, our next big event is Podcast Promo Rumble 9 on january 25th first special event of 2024 uh we don't have any matches scheduled just yet we're going to get through christmas clash and the maxis first because obviously we don't know who the champions are going to be yet no. but um also on the maxis vote you can decide which champion gets to pick their challenger for podcast promo rumble now i know i just said ted p's next in line for the knowledge title so um whoever the knowledge champion may be after december if you want to stick with Teddy P or not, you can also make it a triple threat and pick somebody else. It's entirely up to you or me Holy. if I'm still champion. So we'll see. Either way, Teddy's going to get a title shot at the Rumble. Um, shot. And for more information on that one, go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash rumble9. Now, let's jump into the, uh, the I guess we, we kind of started the show with one of the new segments. But we're running it into the best one, I think, personally. This is the first time we're going to do this this week. Since we'll carry on to next year into the 2024. I will choose one wrestler to give a one, two, a five, or anywhere between their points on their lovely twat meter. Oh, my Jesus Christ. Let's fucking get Play it. Play the graphic. Right. 
bunch of neckbeards, stinky twats. Of course, this is replacing Geek of the Week. Um, one reason being I've completely lost track, so I can't tell you who the Geek of the Year is going to be at the Maxis. <laughs> but also, I thought this would be funnier um, because we seem to pick the same people yeah. quite a lot, so we're going to round up the points at the end of the year, of end of next year. There we go. Um. Oh God. Look, I want to go. To, I want to go to Punk. But you know what? It's it's. I we've done this before, where sometimes the reaction to something is what garners the um, the 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 geek meter, if you will, the geek of the week, the whatever have you. Um. And boy, did one guy ever just fucking bite on this whole fucking thing like nobody's business. I talked about it a second ago. Um. Ryback literally backtracking on his words of retiring because of CM Punk uh, debuting in WWE and then saying if he makes it past whatever, then he'll fucking retire. And it's like, dude, you you were literally just finding a reason to just keep poking Punk, hoping that he will say your name to give you a smidge bit of relevance. And it's not going to do you any good. It's just not going to do you any good. So for the first time. This, I guess, the, uh, on Max right here, we're giving out the twat points. Um, and I got to give you five right off the bat, dude. Wait. Like, how do, how do you, <laughs> how do you weekly, weekly talk shit on the man, socially post? If he debuts at the beginning of the show, mind you, if he debuts, I'll retire. Literally seconds, seconds after the debut, you fucking backtrack. Not like, Oh shit, in the middle of the men's men event or whatever, right after the women's title match, you know, uh, well, you know, hey, fuck what I just said. No, no. Seconds <laughs> after fucking the new version of Colt personality hit, you fucking said, no, 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 I changed my mind. Oh, come on, dude. Literally, Seth Rollins mean, nah, 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 nah. Exactly. Exactly. Which is also the sound effect for the Twatometer graphic. All right, so five twat points to ride back to kickers off. Um, now, on the flip side, we're going for the yeet-o-meter for the good hey. side. Yeet! You feel me? For real. Do you feel him, sir? Yeah, I do. All right, yeet. Um, yeet. I, th- so, on the flip side, it's my turn to choose one wrestler to give between one and five yeet points to. I could start it perfectly and give it to Jey Uso, but... Um, I'm going to give Randy Orton some points because obviously he had a big comeback this past weekend too and everybody's only talking about Punk. <laughs> so I think right. Randy deserves his flowers for coming back. Um, and also, it's just really good to see him, man. He was in such a good mood at War Games, you know, playing around with Punk. Um, oh, he was in a great mood at Raw for fucking signing the kid's thing. Yeah, great mood on Raw. I think, uh, didn't Cody sign something for the same kid? That fucking kid is a lucky bastard. Hey, you know uh, one thing we didn't bring up about Awesome Randy? He got fucking huge. Yeah, he's also getting points for getting jacked. So, um, you know what? I'll kick it off with a strong 5-2. Five yeet points to Randy Orton. That's uh, the first person on the yeet meter My son keeps hearing me yell yeet. He's going to kick my ass. Bio's going to love this new segment because Bio keeps saying yeet too. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> All right, so that is the new segment. That is your kind of revamped show a little bit. Hopefully, we've uh, made some improvements. And 
there was a couple of bombshells dropped too. We'll see if anybody addresses those in the coming weeks. And keep a look on the Facebook group this week because I'm going to want to know what you guys are pissed off about or happy about for the first segments of the show. Um, bring the heat, and that was awesome. So we'll be asking you in a few days what you fought for the past week in wrestling. All right, get involved. So thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than Punk's return rocked right back. Before we go anywhere... Here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Neck Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. Oh, God, I'm almost as broke. I am literally almost (laughs) as broken uh, as Ryback right now. But uh, so much is going on, and I do mean so much is going on. Um, TSK is, is, we were... It's time to get crazy. It's not, I wouldn't say crazy. It's time to go diving deep. It's time to really have those deep, deep, deep discussions. So we are going to be starting hopefully a few, like a couple, like a two or three episode series of certain topics. And the very first one we want to, we want to touch on is would a roster cut improve AEW. And if so, then we're going to turn around and do said roster cut. Look at the roster then and see, can it, truly improve so it's going to be a multiple part thing uh topics are literally popping up on a daily so we're trying to get back into the hard discussions of professional wrestling Uh, another one that i know we really want to get into is what is with these fucking rivalries of fans and why is it necessary you know it's like uh like i talk about them in football now it's like dude you, you can literally just like the team and, and and for for english football if that's your rival i don't care if i'd have never met you in my life i hate your fucking guts it's just how it is and i feel like that's kind of getting like that in wrestling so we're definitely going to get into that one um and as far as football and footy for those of you who are out there cover want to cover both that all that's coming oh my god that's coming i have a whole rant i'm going to drop on eric dyer and why he's absolute shit um, I'm going to talk about how I can fix Ange Postacoglu's system. And even though people are mad at me for it because you can't change how he plays, I'm not changing how he plays. I'm changing his formation to help him. Okay. It's a difference. It's a difference. Um, and I'm also talking about a lot of things that Chargers need to do, include Firebrand and Staley, and go fucking spend some money if they want to try to save this season. A lot of that's going to drop this weekend. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Uh, TSK for sure will be dropping, hopefully, mad, mad soon. But you guys know the gimmick. You got to follow us on the socials in order to stay intact with everything. There's the the artist formerly known as the Twitter machine, at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512, at SMR Podnet. Check out the beautifully done website where, again, everything there that we do can be found on this website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And again, the Facebook group, bro. We're doing the maxis right now. Go get voting. You want to tell us what's pissing you off? Tell us what's 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 catching the heat. You know what I mean? What what was what blew your mind? What crazy move did one of these fucking lucha motherfuckers do that blew your goddamn mind that you have to tell us about it? Get onto the Max Wrestling Facebook group so we can hear about it. We're not talking to Chris Reed, though, because he posts all the time, so we know what yep. you're pissed off about and what you like. We know. <laughs> I'm loving Chris Reed's interactions, though, but that's the whole gimmick. Y'all can be on that level. We we, we jokingly talk about how uh, uh, Trav is the, is, is the constant you know MVP of the group, constant MVP of the group, constant MVP of the group, but it just takes interaction to get there. Yeah, that's Chris it. is the new EVP. 
Exactly. And, and he barely has to do anything. He's just given us his opinion. So that's what I want y'all to do. For the 500 that we have and hopefully for the 500 more that are coming, come give us your opinion. Yeah. Um. So as well as that, we also got the new Fantasy League beginning in January. Obviously, Travis Ooh. won this year by like 370-something points. Um. I, I was leading at one point, but Travis took it back. Yeah, um, Travis. So I, I don't think anybody else like took our template and did their own league this past year. But if you're interested in doing a 2024 fantasy league of your own with your buddies, hit us up and we'll tell you how it works. But uh, our new league begins in 2024. We've already drawn our rosters and everybody took from mine. Oh, yeah, did we ever. <laughs> but it's all good. I got a couple of players that I didn't get this year, so it's all good. Um, with that said... Join us next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And one last time, happy birthday to Kenny today. Happy birthday to Rafe tomorrow. Happy birthday to me on Tuesday. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. It's birthday time. Electric champion. <laughs>